Hi guys and welcome back to the Wednesday news show and happy Swiss National Day! So I guess that's why the World Championships are starting today. Oh, why it's raining. On today's show, 14 peaks, 3 months 1 day, Nims's record broken. The hardest highball in the world gets another ascent, Sebois climbs yet another 9B, and we've got the latest from the Epic TV shop. It's a jam-packed show today, Teresa Corti. Indeed. Uh, where shall we start off? In the Himalayas! Norwegian climber Kirstina Harila and Nepalese mountain guide Tenayn Sherpa achieved a remarkable feat by completing their ascent of K2, the last of the 14 8000ers, within just three months and one day. Arila previously completed the summits, but due to some permit issues, it took her 370 days with the help of bottled oxygen, a strong Sherpa team and helicopter support. But she wasn't content with her previous achievement and aimed to break her own record. In April, she started off with Shashi Pangma, and 92 days later, she broke every possible record, climbed more than twice as fast than Nirmal's record. Her achievements are met with criticism within the climbing community. Some criticize the pursuit of records on these mountains, arguing that it may compromise the true spirit of mountaineering and lead it to unethical practices. On the other hand, many admire Arila's physical prowess and dedication, considering her achievements a significant step forwards in high-altitude mountaineering. Her transparent approach and genuine nature have garnered a strong following of supporters who celebrate her accomplishments. Criticism aside, mm -hmm. uh, it's an incredible achievement. True. And yes, means of transportation and bottled oxygen or not is, uh, I guess it's all put in question when, when talking about this, this news, but she's very transparent on the means. Yeah. She did it. Yeah. And uh, what else did I want to say? And yes, great, great achievement for also, well, for a woman. And she's pretty outspoken about gender equality in the mountains and all of that. So thank you. Yes, it is quite an <laughs> yes. achievement. It's an amazing achievement. Uh, I don't necessarily think I agree with the whole like having to go for that record, but to be honest, it is a pretty insane record. So that kind of gets beyond all the other kind of like discussions. But yeah, I, I would say that I would, might jump on the other side of the fence, say like, is it totally necessary? But it is pretty amazing what she's done. But then, like, I guess preceding her, like, Uli Steck was like, you know, all doing all these speed records and stuff. And yeah. maybe this is a trend of these last years. And now that it's kind of getting done, mm. we'll see it go. But yeah. exactly, she's pushing. She's pushing up. Oh, she pushed it. She three pushed months. It. What have you done these three months? I haven't done much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Next up, we are going to Rocklands in South Africa. Japanese climber Raichi Mirai has made the fourth ascent of the Nali Hukataivo climb, living large in the Rocklands. The climb is a terrifying 8 meter highball and has been the subject of some grade changes throughout its lifespan. With original ascensionist Hukataivel giving it an 8C+, Jimmy Webb then downgraded it to 8C, but when Sean Rabatou made the third ascent, he re-upgraded the route to 8C+. Raichi has confirmed the grade of 8C+. In an interview with ATE.NU, Raichi says that he had five sessions to climb it, using a rope for two of those days to work the moves. He fell once from 5 to 6 meters, and on the day he sent, he had 8 mats in total as protection. The last move does not look easy. Have you seen that video of a guy falling over from a highball in Rocklands, um, taking out the spotter and going down the hill, I suppose? No, I haven't. I wonder how high that one was, because this one was 8 meters and it looks like it should be a sport route. It's so high. Yes. It looks kind of like um, what James was uh, climbing. 
that ah, right. without bolts. With a lot of crash pads. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's an amazing ascent. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's I can't get over how high it is. Like, the, and the last move is like, is tricky. But is it um, height or wingspan dependent? Because with the whole upgrade downgrade, like we met Ryu, he's yeah. like shorter he's, and yeah. like his wingspan, I guess, isn't as long as Jimmy Webb's probably. Yeah, I reckon that's got a lot to do with it. Um, so the grade is variable. I would say so, but like if three guys have graded at HC plus and one guy, and then the Jimmy Webb, the, the Jimmy. Jimmy Webb has, has graded at HC, then it's Jimmy Webb, Jimmy Webb grades are HC, the rest mm. is like HC plus. Okay. I think that's kind of fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, nice one, Raichi. Yes. And for who hasn't seen it yet, uh, we filmed with Raichi for 48 hours. True. So there will be a link down below to that, but a lot of people have seen that already. But if you haven't, click on it after this new show. <laughs> Obviously. Let's move on to Norway, to the big, uh, dark, not that dark cave. French climber Sebois sent Move Hard in the Harshellerin cave in Flatanger in Norway. He initially came to the cave to climb Project Big, inspired by Jakob and Adam's videos. Spending six days on the proj, Seb made notable progress but decided to shift focus due to worsening conditions and retreated inwards to try Move Hard. First established by Adam Andra in 2017, this variation was only previously repeated by Stefano Ghisolfi in 2020. Their route is a link-up between Move, a 9B slash plus, and the second Crux of Silence, a 9C. About the route, he tells us that the route has more in common with Silence than Move, so it could be called Silence Easy. Do you reckon he's going to get in trouble if he calls uh, a 9B route easy? Finger up the nose. No, shh, oh, silence. Sorry. It's only the second crux of, uh, of silence. Yeah, I've got some boogies. The, no, I don't. Do I? Yeah. Is he going to be doing silence anytime soon, do you reckon? I don't know. He's there to try Project Big. So. Oh, is that, is that another 9C? The... No. Well, I don't know. They really, I don't, there hasn't been an ascent. I kind of forgot what happened last year with Jakob, and Schu with Jakob Schubert and, and Adam. Yeah. But I don't think the they bromance. sent it. Bromance on, yeah. the big, on the big project. Uh, yes, but speaking about Jakob, there's a really cool movie of him in Mallorca. Oh, really? On yeah. his YouTube channel? Yeah. Excellent. Like, really cool. Go check that out. Like, good stoke. Next up, we've got... Some bouldering news. From France. Timothy Nixter has released a film via Mellow that charts the story of Sam Richard, who at 15 has made an ascent of the V15, The Big Island. Richard, a relative unknown, has previously only climbed V12, which makes this ascent even more impressive. This is not the first time a V15 has been climbed by someone so young, but regardless, it sets out Richard as one of the many French climbers to watch in the future. So a nice, interesting film on Mellow. Uh, tells a little bit of the story about um, Sam uh, and his journey to climbing V15. But the most interesting thing is, well, there's two, there's two very interesting things. Mm -hmm. He's only 15. Yes. Which actually these days, considering the wrath of Matt Groom and his, his <laughs> hatred of young people, is actually pretty young for uh, V15, for a V15 15. bouldering. I'd say the boulders are like a little bit older. They peak a little bit older, whereas yeah. sport climbers seem to peak at like 13. Mm. So downhill after that. Peak. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's a good one. It's out mellow now. Go check it out. But what were the interesting things about the route? So he's 15. Oh, and then he climbed it in the sun or something. No, right? sorry. And the other one was he'd skipped two grades. Ah, yes, indeed. Yeah. Mm. He did climb in the sun as well, like at 11 in the morning. It looked like in the sun. I've yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't watched oh, it yet. Yeah, it's interesting choice. But he did yes. it, so he could probably climb V17 if he next. Just skip out V16. 
Mm, probably. Uh, just uh, not skipping really to anything, but just to talk quickly about uh, the Swiss, uh, not the Swiss, Swiss it's the National world, Day. <laughs> Swiss National Day. Yeah, Uh, no, the World Championships that are taking place in Bern. In Bern, um, yeah. Um, nothing. It's going to go on for 12 days. Mm -hmm. So it's from the 1st of August until the 12th. Yep. Uh, and there are speed, bouldering, lead, paraclimbing, and the interesting... Combined. Combined, yes. Yep. Uh, but the interesting thing about this World Championships is that 10 tickets to the Olympics are allocated. 10 golden tickets. It's like so, what yeah. we want to chuck the factory times 10. Can you imagine if the ticket will actually come? That would they, be cool. They should so hire us cool. for like this event organizing thing. That'd we just cool. give ideas out like that. Yeah, big time. Or, like if I they want to do it for the next time. For the Olympics, maybe that might be the... In Paris. It's a great idea. it needs to be like a little Eiffel Tower with like, the, not like a, a medal, but like a little golden or bronze or silver Eiffel Tower. Just ideas. Give me a couple of names that you reckon might do well in this, um, who might qualify. So it's three places in the combined. Mm -hmm. uh, so focusing on uh, yeah, the combined of lead and boulder and no particular order. I'm going to say women, um, Orianne, Yanya and Mio. It'd be okay. nice to see her again in, in, at the Olympics. Nice. Men's? Yeah. You go for it. Uh, Toby. Uh, Serato. Yes. And uh, I'm going to just stick Jakob in there because he's old as well. <laughs> no shockers in our predictions, but uh, we'll see. Anyway, if you've got some predictions, pop them in the comments down below. I've got um, I've got one. Sean McCall is competing. Nice. For his like 20th, 20th ninth time in... Uh, no, World. it's more than that. Anyway, it's loads. He's like competing again. He's breaking the record for the amount of uh, appearances at World Championship. So big up Sean. And maybe a contender for the Olympics? Good overall climber. I mean, he's climbing. He's climbing. Yeah. Uh, next up. 9B counter. 9B counter. Uh, there are 9Bs There are some 1B, yes. There's yes. Gone. Tell him. Three points for Sebouin. Uh, he won it last year. He did indeed. So he could well win yes, it again this year. He climbed many th hard things. <laughs> I am going to jump to a discussion point. It's kind of a discussion point that you can talk about a little bit more than me. Oh boy, but, bring uh, me right in. Well, I mean, like, I think that um, we were talking about a, bit, a bit about it before and it was Yanya's post on Instagram, recent yes. post on Instagram. And I think it's worth like just talking about explaining little, maybe some of the stuff that some people don't understand about it. But you kind of read it and you've kind of understood it quite well. It's a recent discussion that's been going on for well, uh, the past month, because the FSC released a statement on, on Red S, and, uh, which is a, a very prevalent issue in climbing and has been for a very long time. And uh, over the years, there has been obviously a lot of efforts to, to solve this issue and make sure. Can you, what, what is Red S? I've got my phone so I can read out the definition so okay. I won't say the wrong thing. I actually got shot. Um, Don't worry about that. I'll protect you. A relative energy deficiency in sport, Red S describes a syndrome of poor health and declining athletic performance that happens when athletes do not get enough fuel through food to support the energy demands of their daily lives and training. Red S, uh, Red S can and does affect athletes of any gender and, abili and, and ability level. So yeah, we're not talking about women, we're not talking about a specific eating disorder, 
Um, it, but we are talking about people who... We're talking about climbers who are subject to, to this issue. Yeah, and, and there's a testing process within the IFSC. Exactly, that kind of uh, didn't really didn't work out from this year from what I understood. But there is a whole statement from them on their website, so go check that out. Basically, what Yanya is trying to put forwards and her concern for the past years yeah. has been that, you know, this generation is an example for the future. Um, you know, again, with the talk of the Olympics and everything, everybody just wants to make sure that the athletes compete, the climbers complete, competing are healthy. And it's right now testing and whatever are done on a national level, but it should be on an international level and uh, actually verified. So. Well, everybody can... It needs to get a bit more organized, basically, would you say? And strict. And strict I think there yeah. was a big problem because before there was BMI testing and then now there's not anymore. So, yes, there needs to be a testing thing in place. Like a blueprint. Um, yeah, but, you know, that the federations and, act and athletes actually need to need to follow to then compete yeah. uh, without too many exceptions. Um, but yeah, you know, climbing is a way to ratio sport. Like, it, it, it kind of really is. Um, yeah, so definitely. I was going to say it's like it's very that, prone. It's more pr prevalent in climbing than the most other sports. It's a, it's a, it, it's perfect. Like it, unfortunately, like, these are going to be the wrong words probably, but it's it's a perfect sport for this type of yeah. uh, of disease and issues. So, yeah, I hope. Uh, I, I mean, I really do hope this conversation. A person like Yanya putting her foot down and being like, "Yo, we have a problem. Yeah. We'll we'll get things moving." Um, but yeah. Might accelerate yes. it a little bit. Yes, hopefully. A lot of hope in this world, isn't there? Indeed. <laughs> uh, right, next up we're going to jump from that uh, to the shop because back in stock we've got... Uh, the TC Pros that stand for Tommy Caldwell. But no, in general, last Sportiva shoes are yes. back in stock. Yeah. So if Not you... just the TC Pros, but yeah. this is like an example of a last Sportiva shoe. Uh, basically, you can see it here. I'm going to chuck it to Teresa. Uh, she's gonna catch it, yes, right? Yes. You weren't ready for that, uh, were you? No, I wasn't. Uh, but what about La Sportiva shoes? Back in stock. All your favorite <laughs> things are back. All your favorite um, shoes are back in stock. Sorry, touch the mic. All your, all your favorite shoes are back in stock. Uh, the Squama, the Otaki, the Katana, Kubos, the the the, veg, the, the vegetarian Squamas. Squama. That one as well. Uh, a lot yeah. of K's in La Sportiva shoes. I realized. The what? A lot of K's, like That's... K, like okay. Okay. Okay, right, next up we've got comment of the week. Uh, no, medias. Medias, I'm sorry. No, we um, have an Epic TV movie coming out soon. Do we not have a um, uh, John the Seagrass episode coming out soon? We do, but don't you want to tease the Epic TV movie? Uh, no, not really, because okay. it's not ready yet and it's not due to come out until September. I think ah. we're talking about the same one. Are we? Telepathic moment? Uh, yeah. uh, okay, so uh, this week we've got uh, an episode from Artarix Academy, hence the shirt. And it's uh, from a clinic that I participated and we went to the clinic uh, of Jonathan Segrist. And yeah, here's a little clip. That looked like fun. Uh, and it wet. It was. It was not that wet. You I almost was flashed a 7A. I was a bit dramatic. I checked online. It's a 6C+. Plus. <sighs> 6C+. Plus. 6C+. Plus. 6C+. Plus. Ah, come on. Uh, but it was raining. And Maybe Jimmy Webb climbed it and, and downgraded it. And downgraded it. it. Yeah. Yes, probably. But yeah, uh, super cool to to go to that clinic. And mm. it was the first one. It was the, it was the first time he was uh, holding that clinic at the Arcterics Academy. And uh, yeah, it was nice to 
it's just nice to climb with fellow climbers and he gave some really good tips throughout yeah. um, which we have more videos coming out on our social media channels because we needed to cut a lot of talking from the video it's always but, good to hang out with Jonathan I would say yeah he's, a cool he's guy. chatty I like I like to film with American and Canadians because they're chatty mm. something that you know makes it hard on the editor <laughs> but good for us indeed uh, right, comment of the week. Let's right, do this. Let's do this. Have you got one? Uh, I do have one, but I know you're really excited about yours. Yeah, I'm going to tell you mine. Okay. My one is from... Turn my phone around and scroll to the right position. <laughs> it's from DTIW1KT. And it says, I attended a talk on the state of climbing in Japan by the Japanese coaches during the ha Hachiochi. Hachiochi World Cup and the extent of their youth climbing program is insane. They're producing crushes for each year. I don't think any other country is going to come close to them for the foreseeable future. Uh, that is probably quite true. Yeah. Uh, we were, were witness to that when we went over. Uh, yeah, it's insane how many climbers they're coming through. And they had that final the other day when all of them, was, except one person, was a, was Japanese. I guess, yeah. The the infrastructure they have in, in Japan, you know? Switzerland makes good bridges, in Japan they make excellent climbing gyms. Exactly, um, yeah, really yeah. good. So, yeah, no wonder, but... And also they get paid pretty well as well. They're professional, they're like proper stars. Uh, with managers. With managers, So yeah. maybe that's a trick for like the other nations. Take climbing seriously, Great please. will manage you. Or that. I'm harsh though, I realize. Yeah. The anyway, what's yours? Uh, mine is for from Antracit fourteen. Antracit fourteen. Great names this week. Um, and they say, just the thought. This was on last week's video. It was just the first comment I saw on a new show that was commented fifteen hours ago. They said, just a thought. If there's no nine B counter on the board next time, there is a should shoot a twenty four hour video with Alex Magos. Just a thought. Just, it's happening. We could do it twenty four hour. It's better than 48 hours. You, you, you promised me this before. Oh, we could do a 48 hour with Alex Mingos. No, I feel 24 hours enough. I'm working on it, I'm working on Can it. Can we go to the Frankenewer room? With Alex Mingos for 48 hours? I'm basically just missing Frankenewer as like climbing location and, and Kalimnas. And maybe Norway. Fine, I'm missing a couple, but... We can do it. The whole concept is from Vogue and is to actually, you know, bother people and uh, see how they live their day-to-day -day life. Exactly. We could go and... Bother. Alex. Alex. Maybe like in the off season. We should stop finishing <laughs> each other's sentences. sentences. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. Okay, anyway, bye guys. Thank you for watching. Watching. Bye. <laughs>